Welcome back, Mama. As always, I'm so stoked to be here with you. Today is episode 50, which just so happens to fall on Thanksgiving Day. So this is pretty special. And I thought it would be cool for our 50th episode to talk about a topic that I have only just scratched the surface of, but I am equally as passionate about it as I am about healing. And this is one of my favorite things to talk to people about. It is living out their calling. I love these conversations. I love to ask you what you're passionate about, what you love to do, what you're good at, what you would do if you could do anything. And these are some of my most favorite conversations. And it's in my mind is going to be a part of the core element of this podcast. So far, we really just focused on, you know, I have my three things, heal from the past, parent with purpose, uh, and with that craft a healthy, joy-filled life. And then the third part is live out your calling or otherwise phrased, discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. And we really have not talked about this much because I really felt like I needed to help you start, um, start with the healing process, really dig in there, go deep, begin that work and align some things that need to be aligned. And only then can we proceed to this part, to stepping out in courage to change the world together. Now, I don't want you to hear that and feel overwhelmed. I don't want that to be this big, heavy weight. Oh, I have to change the world. I want it to inspire you. This is what is possible. This is what God is calling you to. And through the healing work, you're going to get to a place eventually where you're ready for this. And so if you're not there yet, don't let this be a burden. Don't let this be something that weighs on you. Let it be an inspiration of where God is going to take you. If you continue on this path of aligning your life completely with God's word and who he is and healing all this junk that you've been through and understanding it and doing the work, then this is where God is going to take you. And some of you might already be living this out, might already be living out your dreams. You're just working on some of the healing pieces as you go, maybe stuff that came up as you stepped into your calling and realize, whoa, this is amazing, but I got some stuff to work on. So whatever place you're in is great. I believe that this conversation is for everyone, that we can always look inwardly and discover more things that God wants to use inside of us. Because like he created us to to shape and change the world. Like we are his light in the world and we are made in the image of God. And so we contain all of these amazing things. Why wouldn't God want us to use them? And there's always more to discover because it's created by God and he is endless. So today we're going to talk about what it looks like to be called. What are the things? Because there's more than one thing we're called to. What does that look like? And then we're going to begin the discussion of finding out what it looks like to discover what you're called to, to discover these gifts and passions in you. And it, it doesn't always have to be this big, huge thing, a, a new business you have to start or writing a book. All It can be those things. And God very well might be calling you, Mama, to that. You might have a little feeling in your heart, pitter-patter, if that is you. 
but it also can look like a lot of other things that are equally as amazing and important. And I'm excited to go there with you. This is hopefully the first of many episodes that we can dive into what it looks like to live this out. So before we get started, please go into the Facebook group. I really want to hear your feedback. Are you ready for this conversation? Does this excite you? Does it overwhelm you? Where are you at? And are you already living out your calling? I want to hear where you're at on this journey because I know it's kind of, it feels almost like a, a turn, a pivot. I believe it's all in this, this straight line. Actually, God kind of gave me this vision um, before I became a therapist. He, before, you know, like before you get into something, you can kind of have this uh, more of an imagination about what something could look like. So before I became a therapist, I had this whole idea of creating something um, like a better than the therapy that was out there <laughs> that started with healing from your past. And then it went into your present and crafting this healthy life. And then it goes into your future and living out your dreams and your plans and your visions and your calling. And I felt like that was how you could help someone become whole and become the best version of themselves that God is calling them to be. And so that's where this vision comes from. So to me, it's not a pivot. It's not a turn. It's just that same trajectory, just a few steps down the line. So I'm curious, though, where you're at with it. So if you're not in the Facebook group, please jump in. It's at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Morning Mama Facebook group bit.ly bit.ly slash morning mama Facebook group. It's in the show notes as well, but pop in there. And if you're already in there, please share with me, where are you at in this journey? I want to hear. I'm excited that we get to do this on Thanksgiving, like thanking God for how he made us good and all of these amazing things he put inside of us. What a beautiful day to do this. I hope I hope you're with your family right now and you are maybe listening to this on another day, but maybe you stole a few minutes away alone. You get to go for a walk in the hopefully crisp air over in California. It might be blazing hot, but we'll see. But I'm actually going to be in North Carolina for Thanksgiving, so that will be fun. I am excited for that. Hopefully get away from that sun, even though I love it. But, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you just got to have that weather that matches, especially growing up in Colorado. You know, you just want the snow and all of that. So, yeah, I'm recording this a few days prior to Thanksgiving, but dropping it for you on Thanksgiving Day. So hope you are doing your traditions. We love, always loved watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, having a big breakfast. That's like my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Like the dinner is great and all, but really the best part is that morning where I'm just sitting on the couch watching this parade, even when it's really boring. I just somehow love it. And then that big breakfast, that Oh, it's just the best. So um, also want to hear your Thanksgiving traditions. Pop in the Facebook group, share that. All right, let's jump into today's episode and happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so we're talking about living out our calling today. And 
You know, I shared this a little bit in the intro, but the reason I believe that this is the next step in receiving the full healing that is available to you from God is because I believe that we're not fully alive. We're not fully fulfilled. We're not fully like in the midst of his joy and his awesomeness until we are using the gifts that God gave us to change the world. And even when we step into that, it takes a whole other level of courage and strength, and it shows up all of our weaknesses that are hiding down there. And so really, as we press in, if we are doing it right, we're also going to be drawing closer to our Savior. We're also going to see that we cannot do this by our own strength, but only by His power, only by His might. In our weakness, He is the most strong. And... Our calling is always going to involve some form of bringing his light into this world. And we are all called to do that. And so if we are not fully immersed in this calling, we are not fulfilling what he has called us to. (laughs) A general call in all of our lives. So let's start there. So when we talk about calling, most people imagine like, oh, I'm called to be a doctor. I'm called to be a speaker. I'm called to be an author. You know, all of these, these kind of careers or businesses or things like that. But really calling starts with who we are. So the first thing that every single one of us is called to is to be a daughter of God. We are at First and foremost, daughters of God and what that looks like, how to live that calling out is something we talk about all the time. It's spending time with our creator. It's spending time in the word. It's following God's laws. It's listening to his voice and stepping out in obedience and faith. It's all of that. So that is the first calling. And so I guess in a way, we this whole time I've been talking about calling because we're called to be healed, full, alive daughters of the king. And and with that, this is, you know, part of his commandments is we are called to be part of his church. And that means bringing these gifts that we're going to talk about to his church specifically. And so for all of you, I believe that you are called to bring your gifts to your local church, to the church that you are called to be rooted in. See all this calling happening. <laughs> But I believe that that you, you will not find full, true fulfillment. You will not find true health or peace until you are planted in a church and serving using your gifts. Now, for some of you, there might be a bigger calling to vocational ministry, meaning that it's full time working for the church. And that's part of what God has called me to is part of what I see as my job is working for my church. But regardless of whether that is your full job on this earth, you are called to be serving and planted in a church. Okay, another thing that we are all called to. If you are married, you are called to be an incredible wife. You are called to show up for your husband, to have his back, to be in unity with him, to work on your relationship, to show up for him. You are called to be a wife. This comes before any extra calling. All of these things need to be in place before any bigger, not bigger, but different calling emerges, like the way that we typically describe calling, like the author or the doctor or those kind of things. These come first. You are married. That is, that is before we talk a lot about how to make sure our priorities are in line and that 
part of that is because you are called first to be a wife. And so with that, it does mean that your priorities need to align with this order and that all of your priorities cannot go to this other bigger, if you will, calling. They must go first to your marriage. And then another thing, if you are here, this is probably you because we're a morning mama. We are called to be mothers. We are called to show up for our kids. We are called to care for them and love them, help them find safety, help them know about our amazing God. We are called to steward those kids well. And that is an amazing calling. That is incredible that we get to raise these little humans alongside of God. Like, what a privilege. And some of you might even be thinking, well, that's all that if we really are going to do those things the best we can, we can't have another calling. And, you know, if you heard my uh, episode on Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman, you'll know that I don't believe that's true. That woman was raising kids, being a wife and buying land like she was selling clothes. She was doing all the things to to care for her household. But really, even in an entrepreneurial spirit. That doesn't mean that we all have to be entrepreneurs, but that it is good to, it is okay to have another part of this calling. So I don't believe that we have to stop at that is where our calling ends. Now, for some of you, maybe you are called to be a stay-at-home mom, and that is the focus right now, and that is amazing. You know, with my son, the first two years of his life, that is exactly where God was calling me to be. And I really cherish those years. I, I just remember like just wanting to stare at him all day long. And I know this is not what a stay-at-home mom always looks like, but especially when he was first born, that was just my focus. Like I just he it was also new. I'd never really been around babies and just watching him grow and learn, like I just ate it up and I loved every minute of it. And then kind of after that first initial baby phase, well, okay, the first three months were chaos. After that, that's when I stared at him longingly all day long. <laughs> then after that short phase, I realized that I didn't really know how to be a homemaker, you know, and if I was going to be a stay-at-home mom and not work, like, that is for sure part of my job, and so I went through a season where I really learned what that looked like. I took courses on how to develop systems in my home and how to stay organized and how to stay on top of things and how to even reframe my mindset around this, and that was kind of the beginning of my journey with kind of owning this role in my home, and God has taken me even further, and I've shared about that a lot on here. But that season, specifically, I was for sure called to be at home. And then I felt God putting something on my heart that it was time for something new. It was time to add something, that there was a next step to this thing he was calling me to. And that's when, you know, actually a year after he kind of started to put that on my heart, that's when I stepped into ministry and podcasting in this business. And yeah, it's been amazing. But I know in that season I was called to be home and I became a better wife, a better mother because of it. So for those of you that called, feel called to stay at home, that's amazing. So as you're going through the questions that I have for you, I want you to just think about like, what is God calling you to as a stay-at-home mom? What does that look like for you specifically? Because you do have gifts and passions inside of you. Those are there. And so if he really is right now just calling you home, how can that play out? Does that look like homeschooling? Does that look like 
just really focusing on pouring into your kids right now. Maybe you have a lot of littles at home and really that is a full-time job and that is your focus. Maybe right now he is calling you to work on healing and that's probably why you're here and he's calling you to figure out how to manage your home in a life-giving way that gives life to you and your family and that's amazing. And just be open to if a day comes where God says, hey, it's time. It's time to add something. I have something more for you. And that is a good thing. And maybe during this this growing, this raising season, that is ex- exactly where God wants you. Like I just interviewed someone that will, you'll be meeting on the podcast soon, and she has nine children so incredible. I just can't even fathom it. And now God is calling her to speak to women and she's doing that in a multitude of ways, one of which is podcasting. And so maybe that is you, maybe in this season, it is just keep your eyes on the kids and God, you know, and teaching them and raising them up in the way they should walk. And that is amazing. My only challenge for you, besides keeping your ears open to God's voice and guidance. But my other challenge to you is to make sure that you are still being the light as you are at home because God, and this is for everyone, God calls us to be his light in the world. Jesus' last commandment before he left was to go out into the world and to make disciples. So how are you doing that in your world? What does that look like? And we can do this in the smallest of ways. Like this can look like inviting the other moms at the park to church. This can look like talking to your neighbors freely and openly about what God is doing in your life right now. It doesn't have to sound weird to just be like, you know, hey, how are you? Oh, wow. You know, God was just helping me see how amazing my kids are. You know, it's been a rough season. We have been sick a lot. And so we've been kind of trapped at home, but it's just been crazy because God has been showing me like there's all these amazing gifts in my kids that I've been missing because we've been so busy. And so we've gotten to slow down. And even though it's been hard, it's just very cool how God is working in it. And so, you know, just casually, like you don't have to be weird. Just just drop it like it's it's normal because you hold something that everyone needs. Like God is the hope of the world. That bottom line. And so every interaction we have, we want to be his light and we don't have to take it so far that we're stressed out and then like we have to, you know, preach the gospel to everyone we encounter. That so maybe that is you. Maybe you're an evangelist, maybe God's calling that to you. But it just means embodying who God made you to be in every interaction. And so it's not hiding your faith. It's not changing your answer, depending on who you're talking to. I mean, obviously some friends you're going to go deeper with, but you know, if you know someone's a Christian and you share, oh yeah, God's doing this in me. And then you go to someone, you know, doesn't believe in God and you kind of hide that, like that's not being fully genuine or authentic. And you're not showing them what you have. Like you have a gift, Jesus. That changes everything. Like, we have to help people see this. And sometimes we just need to do it in casual ways where people can see that Christians aren't weird. Christians aren't crazy. Christians aren't bigots or sexist or all of these things, these labels, I think, that get put on us. And there are some Christians that are that way. But generally, I don't think you're one of them. We've got to be the light. This can be like one of my episodes I talk about uh, the secret to making mom friends and hosting wine nights where you invite your neighborhood moms over to just hang out and talk about life and just be yourself in that. Like don't hold back 
what God is doing in you, what God is speaking to you, just because someone doesn't align with your beliefs. And the crazy thing is, if you are a Christian, I think I know I fall into this where I see, like, I think I have this idea that the world perceives Christians in this very negative light. And I think that can be true. But I think also what's happening is our world is all about relativism, right? So everyone's own beliefs that are their truths and that is okay and that is all good. And so I think in that, it actually in some instances can open people up to receiving from you because they're not going to just be against what you're saying automatically. They, they, they say, this is your truth. Okay. I'll hear your truth. And so we don't want to hide and allow people to miss out on what we know as the truth. And I'm talking about this so much in this episode about calling, because this is part of our calling. We are to be the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. (laughs) That's like what we do when we're trying to hide our faith and what God is doing inside of us. But on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. How much has Jesus set you free? How much has he changed your life? Why don't you want that for other people? And I know you do. (laughs) I'm getting preachy here. I'm sorry. I'm just so passionate about it. And I think so many of us struggle with this. And I know for years, like I would, (laughs) I would be so cringy and uh, like anxious when it would come time for like a sermon, like really specifically about like bringing your friends to church or talk about Jesus with them. And I hated it because I just felt so guilty and I felt so overwhelmed and felt so anxious. But God's really been shaping me. And part of that is after my miscarriage, like Holy Spirit gave me a new gift of boldness. And then also God's just been revealing to me like how much I've let the world's ideas slip into how I see things. And I now, uh, back then I would see it as almost wrong to evangelize because that's how the world would see it. And so I I took on that. And so I I, resisted telling people about this hope that I had found. But like when you find the best mascara in the whole world, don't you want to tell everyone about it? And you're like, hey, go buy this. It is a game changer. You got to have it. You know? So we do that with so many things, with food, with products, but we so often stop at that with, and we leave behind the real thing that changes everything. But I just want to encourage you. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming task. All it is, is everywhere you go, just take God with you. Just take who he made you to be. Take that person he's growing you into and don't hide it under a basket. Just be the real you. And when you're inviting people to church, say like, hey, you know, if they talk about, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I went to church. Oh my gosh, I love my church family so much. It's just so amazing. I always just feel so much more ready for Monday. You know, Mondays are hard, but wow, after church, like I feel lit up. Hey, have you, do you want to come with me? Like, I'd love to have you come. And you'd be surprised how many people are waiting for that invitation. And even if they're not, that's okay. Keep inviting. Keep on sharing what God is doing in you because it's real, right? Like we're not selling something that's not real. That's like this phony face. They're going to scam kind of thing. Like we're trying to pull something over their eyes. Like we are selling the realest thing that changes everything. Okay, I'm done.
I'm done. But I just, this is part of what we are called to do. So if you are called to be a stay-at-home mom, or if you're called to any of this, but make sure you are being the light. And why I focus on stay-at-home moms is that in that is because I don't want you to, you know, sometimes we have less interaction with the outside world when we are in our homes. When we're staying at home, we don't have coworkers, we don't have bosses, you know, there's not a place that we go to. And so that's why I'm really saying it for you specifically, but it's for everyone, obviously, if you're a Christ follower. And if, if you're called to home too, you know, apart from sharing the gospel and sharing what God is doing in your life, maybe God might be calling you to take a step of sacrifice to like do his work of justice on this earth. What that could look like is maybe he's calling you to foster. And I know we have some foster moms in our community and oh my goodness, uh, that lights me up hearing those stories. Please, if that's you, pop in the Facebook group and share all of your stories because that inspires us, inspires someone else that might be called to step into that. Maybe it means that you are the hub for all your teenage, your kids and their teenage friends to come to. That's a safe space, a Christ-centered place where they can kick back, have fun, but you know they're going to be safe and they're going to be loved in that space. Maybe that's you and you you work really hard to create that kind of environment like homemade cookies for those teenagers to eat up, whatever that looks like. That is amazing. Maybe you're called to volunteer in some capacity like you could be, you know, if you don't want to take in foster kids, you can also be a mentor to foster kids. So that is amazing. Or like I, in the past, I know I taught educational classes for survivors of sex trafficking. And that was so amazing. And that I, I, God has always had a heart for his justice on, on me. And so stepping into that felt so fulfilling to get to be making an impact in this way. So if your kids are in school and you have that time, Make an effort to figure out, like, ask God where he's calling you to be. And this will go into the next part of exploring how to figure out what those passions are, how to figure out what that looks like to step into that. But before we go into those questions, I want to take a moment and say, if you are a mom, though, that is just deep in the muck, that you are in postpartum depression, you are just in the thick of the healing process, that is okay let all of this just inspire you to what is possible. And with that, know that everything that you are walking through right now, God promises to redeem. God says he will turn all things for good of those who love him. So that pain that you're walking through, you are someday going to help another mom, another woman, another person walk that out. Because as you walk it out, you discover the way out. Like, that's why I'm here. Like when I was in the thick of my depression and my anxiety and anger and addiction and all of the things, I never thought that it would be something that God would use. I just thought it was this thing I had to get through and it was awful and heavy, but God is going to use that very thing. So keep fighting and just know that that is coming. And if you can if you have any capacity, I highly encourage you to find someone that's one step behind you, or maybe that's right alongside there, and grab hold of them and help them take another step forward. Because there is so much power in, in getting out of our own stuff for a second and helping someone else. It changes our whole perspective and allows us to see the bigness of our God. So 
even if you're in the middle of it, I do still encourage you to find a way to step out of it for a second and help someone else because let me tell you, it changes everything. And an example of this I shared like in one of my first episodes. So if you haven't listened, this will be new to you. Like I, when I'll be in an argument with my husband and I am just so hurt and I'm so mad and I'm in such a bad place and, you know, he'll have to go to work or something and I'm just still in that place and I'll have someone reach out to me for help, you know, because I often, you know, I'm a support to a lot of people. And my first response to them reaching out was like, don't you know, and I don't say this to them, but don't you know what I'm going through right now? Like, how could you reach out? This is what I'm in. Like, don't you have any respect for this? It's so silly. Like, they don't know. They obviously don't know. Like, they're not there. But that's my first response because I'm in my pain and I don't want to deal. Like, I I can't see past it. But then eventually I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to help them. And I talk with them for a bit, like, pray for them, whatever it is. And you know what? Now when I walk back in and I process what was happening with my husband, I have a thousand percent completely changed perspective. I now am not in my anger. I now I'm regulated. I can see something that maybe we need to talk about further, but I am not in the heat and the overwhelm and the thick of it. I can see it clearly. It is so amazing. So I encourage you to to take a step of faith and try that. Okay. And for those of you that are ready to explore this, like, what is my calling? If you always just wondered what it is, what is this secret thing that I, that I don't know. And it's this special thing. And you know, I don't believe God is going to hide it from you. Like if it's your calling, he wants you to do it. Cause that is your purpose here. Like to do that, be that kind of light in this world. And so God will reveal it to you in due time. Though I will say you do need to seek him, like seek him as hard as you can And really for me, uh, this has been like a treasure hunt. Like when I, you know, I talked about when this time of being a stay-at-home mom was ending and I was ready to move on to this next thing, I knew God was, was preparing me. It was almost time I could feel I was on the cusp of it. I was in the word like longer than normal, harder than normal. I was praying constantly. I was journaling and God was giving me clues. Like he was uh, sending me to this scripture or this person would say this thing. And it was like this amazing treasure hunt. And he helped me find what it was. Here I am. Here's another thing, though, I want to tell you before we do this, go to these questions. Clarity is an evolution. This is what my my coach, business coach, Steph Gass, always says. Clarity is an evolution. So you might arrive at one conclusion, and that, that might be it for a season, just like maybe stay-at-home mom is it for a season. But that doesn't mean that's the end goal. God is probably not going to drop for you the full picture of where he's taking you because that would overwhelm you. Like, that's too much. You cannot handle where he wants to take you. Like, if someone had told me I was going to podcast, like, even a couple of years ago, I would have thrown up in my pants. And that didn't really work, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it would have been awful. So, and I know there's more coming. And I know God's not really showing me all of it yet because I could not handle it. So God's going to sh- give you what you need in that season, but it's going to continue to evolve. It's not like this, this final destination and that is it. It's kind of an always an evolving treasure hunt process as we seek our creator, as we get to know him. Uh, he will open up new doors and call us to new places. But this is how we start. This is how we start the journey. So definitely spend time with God on these questions. And you can reflect internally too. But make sure you're you're asking God these questions too. So the first one is, what is an issue 
that has always been heavy on your heart or that is heavy on your heart right now that you cannot escape. Like everywhere you turn, there it is. You just feel like you can't get away from it. It's always in front of you or it's always just been so big on your heart. That might hold a clue. Okay, another question. What do people constantly come to you for? What what are you known for? Why do people ask you questions or advice? Is there anything that people are asking from you? What do you love to talk about? What do you share with them? What, what do you love when you get into conversations? What lights you up? What are you energized by? And write the answers to all of these down because they all play a part. It, it might not just be one question that directly brings you to it, but again, it's like a treasure hunt. So you want to take all the clues, string them together, pray over them, and God will show you. Another question that I, I love, it's from the book, The Dream Giver. It's such a great book. And the question is, what have you wanted to do since you were a little kid? Now, this might be something silly like, well, I guess nothing's really silly because you really could have been an astronaut. I was going to use that as an example, but maybe now it feels silly because that's not at all in your trajectory. But, you know, so if it's something like that, like why? Why did you want to do it? Like maybe for you, you wanted to be an astronaut because you wanted to experiment in science or you wanted to be a leader in, you know, discovering new things. Like look at what the why was behind it and it can give you some clues about what that is because the whole book Dream Giver is all about how these God kind of plants these things inside of us that we discover as we go along. Another one is what do people say that you're good at? Like what do you get compliments on? What do people see in you? What do you what did you get good grades for? What did you thrive in? What are you good at? And then another question, what would you do if you didn't need to make money? If you could do absolutely anything, money was not a factor, you could just run full force without thinking about it, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do even if you weren't getting paid for it? What would you do for free? All of these things, put them together and it's going to begin to reveal to you a picture. Another good one. What are the things that you have walked through? I just referenced this, but you need to write the answers down. What are the things that you have overcome, that you have walked through, that have impacted your life, the trials? What are those? Because a lot of times God's going to have you walk someone else out of those. Okay, I want you to spend a good chunk of time journaling over this and and let it just take you on a journey. Don't just write one word down, but let, let all of it flow out and see where God is leading you and just ask God to show you what that next step is. What is he calling you to right now? What does that look like? And I believe that he's going to reveal some big dreams for you. Let me pray over you. God, I thank you for these women. I thank you that you have put gifts and passions inside of them that the world really needs, God, that you created them for this, God, and that they are meant to change the world, God. And so I just pray, God, that as they are finding this healing, that they're realigning their lives with you, God, you would begin to spark this hope, this immense hope for the future. God, I pray for dreams and visions, like actual dreams and visions that they would have, that you would show them where you're taking them, where you're calling them to. God, I pray for boldness and courage as they look inward and discover what they have to give, God. And I pray that nothing would be off limits, God, that all of it is for your glory, God, and that they would know that it's not even about them. It's about you and what you put in them and what you want to do through them, God. And so I believe that you're going to begin showing people 
what it looks like to live out this calling, God. And I pray for boldness in people's faith, God, that they could show up as the daughters of the king that they are in every circumstance, God, that people would just be able to be your light and not hide it under a basket, God. I pray for courage for all of us, increased faith for all of us, God. And we thank you that we can trust you and that, that you've put us on this trajectory, God, that we get to do your work in this world. What an honor, God. You're so good. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hope you have a really happy Thanksgiving, Mama. I love you. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.